0: Generation Podcast. I'm your host Malak Arif and today we have another amazing episode. I know you guys see this brother on the screen right here. He is known for being on Def Comedy Jam. Uh, you have seen this brother in movies. You have seen this brother on BET as the host of Rap City. This brother is has done tremendous work within the community and he has pivoted so many times in his career. And with all that said, it is an honor to have this brother, the one, the only, Mr. Joe Claire. What's going on, brother?
1: My lot. First of all, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it, man. I, I, uh, thanks for what you do with this podcast, man, and brothers like you who try to make sure that we we keep some on our brain and on our minds and hearts, so... Thanks a lot for having me, brother. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. And when you were saying, you know, I, you know, I'm from this, you know, I was like, who he talking about? <laughs> I did all those things. And I guess, yeah, I, I really have, man.
0: Yeah, let's touch on that for a second before we even before we even dive in. One thing I love about you, you know, what I'm saying you have been in so many there's you have touched on so many different uh, things within your career, you know, and I don't even know where to get started. So before that said I want I want to go back to the beginning if you, if, okay. if that's okay with you that's easy you know one thing because I don't I don't feel like a lot of people know your story so let, let's take it back you're originally from Prince George's County uh you know talk talk about that a little bit like like you know what area of Prince George's County what what school you went to talk about that a little bit
1: all right cool so uh I'm born and raised in in Peppermill Village off of Central Avenue uh <laughs> right behind central guards some okay. people say it's Capitol Heights. We say it's Seat Pleasant. When I was a right. kid, when I was little, little, when my parents bought the home, it was Seat Pleasant. And over the years, you know, they change. You know how uh they rezone, the codes change, and all that other stuff. Uh huh. But we Seat Pleasant, and um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm still. Matter of fact, I'm I'm in Prince George's County right now. I'm in Bowie. Uh, you know, raising a family right down the street from where I grew up. It's funny you ask. Uh, I took my daughter by the old neighborhood Okay. Uh, today. Actually, she was feel- she wasn't feeling good at school, so I went and picked her up. And I okay on the way home had to you know just roll back through no just doubt. to see you know no the doubt. neighborhood in the springtime. And no doubt. Um, you know I, I went to uh, I went to North Fallsville Elementary. Okay, I went to Stephen Decatur Middle. Okay, uh, it, it was junior high back then.
0: Stephen Decatur. Right.
1: Middle for those who know the county is right over there by the fish
0: market. <laughs> <I> <laughs> gotta 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 mention that fish market. <laughs> in
1: Trenton, uh I went to Crossland High School and in the 10th grade, uh my mom felt that it was time to to I have two older brothers and they had gone on to college and the neighborhood was was undergoing some changes.
0: On the change I was smelling bit.
1: myself and my friends start people I knew i was close to starting to get in trouble so she was like it's time for us to move okay she was going through a transition herself so it was all no sort of timed at the same time and i moved from sea pleasant to bright
0: sea road i know exactly then, where this is at. Uh, now now we talk about the Bright Sea road like around the old landover mall yeah but on i'm on the central avenue side not the central- on the
1: farmer park side
0: okay all right all right, all right.
1: <laughs> uh-uh.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so I, so Centennial Village across the street from uh, Thomas Pullen. So so uh, and I graduated from uh, Largo High School.
0: Okay. And um, and then I went on to Morgan State University. Okay. Let's 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 back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Cause one thing we know about you, you know, you 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 a comedian. You know what I'm saying? You into music. You know you went to a lot of different uh, ventures, but I want to know like what came first. Uh, was it the music? or was it you know comedy
1: so so all right so we got to go all the way back let's go i started, I started out as an artist i graduated from largo high school and went to morgan state on a partial art scholarship I, okay i was a i was a painter i was a drawer i sculpted a little bit not 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 chisel but you know I could right, right, play right. and those kind of things. You. my create creative creative outlet was what took me out into the world um, okay so um, In Morgan State While I was there I was noticing that a lot of the art students Was graduating and they had this whole We gotta be hungry art, Starving artists for a little while right. Before we can make it And I was like I don't, I don't, I don't want to starve
0: Yeah I'm trying to get some me. money
1: <laughs> now. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that starving So um, <laughs> You know comedy Everybody was like you should be a comedian You should be a comedian And I never really listened to them Hey. And I had a I had a, a professor who had me get on stage. Her name was Dr. McKinney, and Dr. McKinney, I, I was on the yard one day, and I was always loud and hey. and uh, you know I, I could Joan real well, or I could tell <laughs> stories real well, or whatever. And um one day, I'm I'm standing out on the yard with my with my frat brothers, and,
0: and shout out that frat man! Oh, shout out that frat! Already,
1: everybody know what it is. I'm I got it. I'm hold up! Shout out the
0: frat! <laughs> shout out that frat!
1: You already know what it is. We <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to the news. You know, there what I'm you saying? go. There so, we go. So I was across the yard, and somebody came and said, "Dr. McKinney said you got to be in her play." Okay. Said, she said, "I gotta be in her. Yes, you got to be in her play." <laughs> and she had talked with one of my advisors and everything and said that I want Joe Claire to be in my play. And I didn't. She saw something in me that I didn't see at all. Hmm. And so, you know, I was still in artist mode, and I was throwing parties and things of that nature. And she, so, so, I got in her play, and it was a serious play. We did uh, Medea, the the uh, Greek. Uh it's an old Greek play called Medea. Okay. Uh it's sort of a precursor to You ever seen that movie Troy? Yeah, Where, yeah, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. like the the pre one of the precursors to that.
0: Oh right? shit. Okay.
1: And I played King Aegis. And uh anyway, um was this like a lead character? Nah, he was a I was a secondary character. Okay. Uh in the, in that play. And no um I barely even remember the play but it was like, it, it started me on my, sort of, on my little path to uh, to, to to getting on stage. Because from there, I joined uh, the, the skit players. They had the Morgan State skit players. Okay. And I joined them, and we would do these little skits doing the talent shows and things like that. And they worked. And then they started okay. asking me to host, like, the talent show or host
0: uh, okay.
1: something for the students or host something for the yeah, faculty. Yeah. I was actually okay. hosting uh, faculty events. And then, um, one of my, one of my roommates, I was an RA and, uh, we had an apartment. So my roommate, okay. him and his, him and his frat brothers, they alphas. One night we were sitting around playing cards and, you know, they dared me to go on stage and like tell jokes, they like, you funny around us. <laughs> you funny around us, <laughs> which I bet you can't be funny, funny, like for real funny. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I'm a nuke. If the alphas, the alphas are uh, coming in me like yeah that. yeah they, that's a challenge. It, but when well, it ain't even really a challenge. It's more like y'all need to stay in y'all place, y'all <laughs> Okay. We the nukes, hold up. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> nah, it was a challenge because I, I still respect. I'm about them. to say I was like, alright, I'm gonna let you have that one. Right I'm, a, I'm a comedian, and <laughs> nah, I respect those brothers. To 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 shout no out doubt, to the, to no the divine nine and everybody. So anyway, but it's three alphas in me. And they 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 challenged me, and so I said bet. And they I said, "What's the bet?" Okay. And they bet me a case of beer. I mm. said, bet, um, you know, a college case of beer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's currency. currency. That's in jail.
0: Hey, hey, hey! That's some currency right there.
1: That's real currency. <laughs> and so um, the cues, the cues were having a gong show. Okay. And um. The Q's yeah, taking a gong right show. there
0: man he said a gong show a gong
1: Please. show they actually was gonging people yeah and um the cues had a gong show and i went up on stage and i did my i did my jokes and they, they were laughing okay and that was the year prince had came out with the with the uh with the pants with the ass cheeks out <laughs> yeah. so for my final finale i had on a pair of up. go ahead under my jeans <laughs> and i dropped my jeans Turned, showed my ass, and ran off the stage. The place erupted. The place went crazy. And, oh man! And that's how. I, and this I was your to, first show. If I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty, that was that's how I started as a comedian. And then, you know, other comedy shows would come through the campus, okay. and you know, I would I would you know try to get in. And people said, "Man, you should go." That uh, a sister told me I should go work with this guy named Ricky Shackelford down at a club called Gatsby's in, D- in Baltimore. Okay. And I did on a Friday night. And, you know, you can imagine I'm a college student. Um, I don't know much. About, I know nightclubs from a, a college gotcha. perspective. I don't know nightclubs from a grown people perspective. Okay. And so I get up on stage and I do my thing and my, my college jokes ain't working as well as grown people jokes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Whole and, different audience. And a guy decided to heckle me. And rest of you well you already know what happened after that i oh, you flamed leg. him oh i lit him up
0: you flayed it. hey i was i was watching this a slept on uh movie man and no one really talks about this especially in interviews the movie Axum. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot how hey i forgot how nice you how nice you are when it comes to flaming bamas, man well you that it, it
1: all right. that's that's directly from the neighborhood i grew up in Okay. Um, it comes directly because I couldn't. My jab wasn't strong. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my, my clothes wasn't strong. I didn't <laughs> have money. I didn't have a car. You know. Yeah. And you know, growing up in a in an environment like that, yeah. you gotta have something to, that you that you gotta have something or you gonna get taken on.
0: No doubt. No doubt.
1: And so yeah. that was the one. That was the one defense that I did have was that I could. I could I could disarm you
0: with something <laughs> funny
1: real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And you know, the girls is watching.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they go gravitate. Yeah,
1: no, you funny. Yeah, yeah, you know funny. I mean yeah. your clothes is old, but you funny. So you know, and, and that's oh. that's just kind of how that 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 grew. But no by by no means am I like the guys in my neighborhood. Nah man,
0: they'll light you They'll like you Hey, people, people sleep on uh guys from uh, PG County, man, but quiet as kept, man. I mean, y'all comedian the comedians that come out of PG County, they rival the comedians that come out of DC. We talk about Martin Lawrence, we talk about yourself, you know what I'm saying? We talk about Pierre. I could go on and on. Yeah, man. We um, you know, it's it's
1: it's but you know. The area, it's the area, people always ask me, what about our area makes so many comics come out of here as opposed to like other parts, like, you know, you can go to Virginia, Norfolk, you know, or you can go. And the thing about it was, I, I believe that we had the a, a, a great mix. We we were so close to the seat of power. And so even, even, uh even, um you know, like, the, the the regular blue collar guy right. knows politics,
0: politics, right? Yeah, yeah. And
1: power,
0: and right? Right.
1: How to break it down? So you know we, you know here in D.C. we don't give into conspiracy theories that that easily because no doubt. That's a fact. we see the inner workings exactly day in and day out up close, up close, up yeah. close. And then we have our our, our uncles, our aunts, our our. Parents, our neighbors, working in the they, government. They work in the government. You know, so <laughs> Everybody
0: they, got somebody that works for the government.
1: So when they start with the whole, you know, when they five G is causing COVID, I'm
0: like, man. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, yeah.
1: Let's, let's John him out because he's not, <laughs> he old, for real, man. You you lunches. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and for us, so that 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 bit of common sense mixed with, uh, I think the time that we came up in and the opportunities. That came the Def Jam's and the Comic Views, um, um, you know. But I was I was 13 or 14 when Eddie Murphy dropped Raw, okay. and so
0: it showed me where you could go. Okay, you know what I'm well, saying? Let's, what, let's, what, let's what, slow down for a second. Let's slow down for a second. I just want to ask you because you mentioned Eddie Murphy before you finish your thought. I want to know like who were some of the comedians that inspired you, you know, growing up? All
1: right, so. They, I, I wasn't inspired by comedians because I didn't I didn't it wasn't my game plan. I
0: okay. was going
1: to paint and draw.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. You feel
1: what I mean? I was going yeah. to go and be a, a a a great painter or something. Gotcha. And so, but when the comedy started working, I was like, okay, that's a good job I can go have. Yeah. While I still keep my my creative side of my life together. Okay. And, and it, it married the two, you know, comedy is 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 a is um is expressive for me but it's not as creative as at least the, the way the style of comedy that I have it's not like tied into making a painting or drawing a picture no or doubt. making a track you know what I mean okay i'm sitting at my i'm sitting here in my i'm sitting at my joint right now you know yeah yeah, yeah. so do you, do you
0: still, do you still do draw?
1: I draw a little bit you know i, I mess around but my, my creative outlet is music now so okay so I'm, I'm more so like my energy goes into that so with comedy the like the the biggest influences for, in comedy for me were my like my older brother my oldest brother's the funniest person i ever met in my whole life
0: now let's, let's 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 stop for a second because i did some research on you now is this the the, the brother that's 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 gay yes okay so talk about that because one thing about comedy today I personally feel that is is really PC. And brothers yeah. like you, brothers like Eddie Murphy, brothers like Bernie Magman, I miss that rawness. So with that with all that being said, you know, what's your take on comedy and what was it like to have a gay brother during that time and and to actually talk about him being gay in your routines? Well, he's my brother. He's
1: he's all right. So first of all, he's my biggest hero. Like he's my you know how you feel about your big brother?
0: Yeah, well, how I don't know have a big brother, but... big brother. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He's seven years older than me. Okay. And he, my brother came out of the closet when I was like 11 or 12 years old. Okay. And at the time, while it was it was embarrassing and, you know, I'm still figuring out life. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And we in C. Pleasant, in a hood. Um, I still felt, you know, this this... Like, good for you, man. Like, if you willing to take all this shit on, yeah, he he had to take the bullying, the ridicule, the 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 damn the yeah. you know, the margin, you know, he had to take all of that,
2: yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: to live his truth. I I don't I don't think I know too many people stronger than him,
2: yeah. Yeah, so
1: so in a way, you know, while it was you know, my friends would tease or people would have something to say and I would feel a certain way about that. i still would always feel a stronger way about my brother. This right. Is my, this, you know what I'm saying? It's my brother. So, no doubt. so, um, you know, I, 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 had to include him in my jokes. I had to include him in stand up because of the fact that, you know, it, and, and it, and it got misconstrued. Like I was making fun of my brother. I was making, I was making light of the, of the situation. Like, right. like. I'm the gay dude's brother. Y'all know what the fuck it feels like <laughs> in the hood when you the gay <laughs> dude's brother. Everybody yeah. got something to say. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, when he came out living his truth. then We hell, talking this the early 80s, right? This the early 80s. Nobody, nobody. This a yeah. black man. He's six foot four. Oh, shit. He's six foot yeah. four. 1981 he went away to uh 1980 he went away to Tennessee State he came home spring of 81 it was like I'm out and that's what it's
0: gonna be that's right that's what's, man that's, that's that's
1: that's I yeah. mean sitting here today it's like ah, whatever not a
0: big deal yeah
1: but 1980
0: yeah
1: fuck? So, <laughs> so you know it, it, but but for me it wasn't about him it was about me
0: the girls right.
1: was like, the guy even good friends, close friends was like looking at me like, yeah, we watching him, we watching you too. to <laughs> <laughs> make sure that you ain't. And I'm like, yeah, this my yeah. It, 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 I know I ain't, but if yeah. I was, look, what y'all y'all gonna turn y'all backs? And right. I watched my brother's friends turn hit turn their backs on him. I watched people he had known his whole life walk away from him, as if he, you know, as he was the same person yesterday, right? Yeah, he was yeah. the exact same person yesterday right, today right. because he's announcing it to the world. You don't fuck with him, right? So that's that's more about your character than his,
0: no doubt, no and doubt. so,
1: um, so you know, and 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 like I said, he the funniest, <laughs> 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 he the funniest motherfucker ever. So hey. like his take on people was always, even if you. You could be the toughest bully. You could be the toughest. You could have some hey. shit to say. The shit that he had to say back, I had hey. had me on the ground. <laughs> have everybody on the ground, like hey. everybody hey. on the ground. So, hey. so when when you know with the stuff with Eddie Murphy and and he it it that part those things didn't bother him. Right. At least he never said it to me. Right. Those things was was never the thing. It was the you know the the personal people who tried to make homosexuality, some type of character flaw. And he's been more upstanding than a lot of the shit. He been yeah. more upstanding than a ton of motherfuckers I know.
0: Right, right, right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: he's th- so to this day, he, to this day, he, first of all, he he contracted uh, HIV virus in 1988, okay. right? And right now, he's the picture of health. Yeah, he is. Um, he went through all of that, you know, taking 30 pills a day, every yeah, day yeah, yeah. type shit and all the stuff that comes along with that. And then he had other uh, uh, personal issues that he had to deal with. He had to come through that. Then he had prostate cancer and he beat mm. that. And, and then he had a substance abuse problem he beat Damn. that. And 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 it's some, you know survive and, and now he 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 he's now about to become a personal trainer for older people.
0: That's crazy. I
1: mean, he, he, he's six <laughs> four,
0: Yeah. Six pack. Yeah, <laughs> man. You talk, that, that, that gosh,
1: no disrespect, but this nigga is walking around. Walking. <laughs> and so, so you know the 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 ghosts of the past. Right. Still back then. He left him back then. He went on with his life. Right. And so, you know, in that regard, he's my he's my that's my hero, man. That's my guy. That. And I keep trying to I, I try to say it to him, and he he he's he has a hard time really accepting that. Right. I can't you know what I mean you you fucking you the picture, you the poster child for right. yeah. perseverance, for strength, for right. right for making it through. Now, everybody always asks, you know. What you think? You think it was a choice or you think it was a
0: he was born. Yeah, because that's the big thing right now when it comes to, you know, I know you heard the 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 homosexual agenda. A lot of people talk about different stuff like that, especially especially within the, the entertainment industry. And you've been a part of the entertainment industry for a while. So what's your whole take on that? I'm not going, you know, this is one of the questions that people want me to ask. So no, I gotta ask like I
1: said I don't give into conspiracy theories, man. <laughs> i watched him have to fight for everything he's ever gotten right um he so first when i was like 22 23 i asked my dad i said do you think it's a choice right do you think he was born this way he said okay. so when he met my mother my brother was two when my dad met my mother my brother was oh. two years old oh so this a, is this a half brother not nah, shit. we don't got no come on there's a black I, I mean i, I- me, black I, family. no half. Right, right, right. I, I get it. I get. I know what you mean. We got different dads, but shit, you know, how black family. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. you, no right. you better not, so not say that's brother. your happened. That's my brother. See, I had to wear his clothes. That's my brother. You know what I mean? And and yeah. so, so my dad raised him. He's seven years older than me. So my dad's been raising, raised him his whole life. Your whole life, right? And so that's my brother. I when I came into the world, he was already here. He's
0: already here. Yeah. So
1: anybody to have, I'm the half. If yeah. we're we gonna keep it a buck, yeah, that's true. If anybody okay. to have, I'm the half, he was already here. So yeah, so I asked my daddy, he said, When I met your mother, your brother was two, and he is exactly who he was <laughs> when I met him. That's exactly not at two years was.
0: old. Huh? I said, Not at two years old.
1: At two, I mean. You see it, we see it all the time. We we, we like to try to deny it or not. Yeah. The, the boy came out the womb like that. That's what you going <laughs> to do. That and so he has lived his truth. And the the uh so for this interview I'd like to say this. I watched families turn back turn their backs on great people. Right. Who, you know, I I never forget maybe like if it, it was maybe that that first Thanksgiving or first Christmas after my brother had come out the closet, okay, and there are uh, you know his friends are spending Thanksgiving with us or spending Christmas with us, right? And so then maybe a year or two later, I was like, why they always over? Why they don't go today on Thanksgiving or what? You know, his mother don't want him to come home. Right. And he's like you know, <laughs> his parents don't accept him. Yeah. His family doesn't accept him. Um, you know, they so, a, a lot of people who have been thrown out. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah. I don't, I ain't making none of this up. I mean, like, straight up and down, family turn their back on them, close of the door, and kick them out for living their truth. So they would be at our hop, mm. you know what I'm saying? And they'd be funny to them. <laughs> <You hear> me? <laughs> and, and but some of them had issues that they were troubled yeah, in other yeah. ways that didn't have anything to do with being a homosexual, they was troubled because their parents abandoned.
2: Right, right. You know
1: how you how you gonna feel? You raised me. I've been here this whole time, just like this. And now, because I say it, you all of a sudden turn your back on me because you're embarrassed about what everybody else is gonna say. Right. And that's and it still goes on to this day. Um, and it's you know. Yeah. On on, on one on one hand, I'm like, this is the most this is the worst thing you can do to your child. And on the other hand, I have to. And he's had to explain to me it is what it is. People, you right. can't make you can't make people see things your way.
0: No doubt, people yeah, yeah, want to yeah.
1: see things the way that they do. And no if doubt. you can, if you can come to terms with that out here in the world, you're gonna be all right. And You'll he has. Right. He's no come doubt. to terms with how the world works. Um, you can accept them or not. It's not gonna be no sweat. It's not gonna be no sweat off my back. <laughs> and, so uh, gonna, hold on hold on. Let's moving.
0: get into that, Alec, like, because you, you just you just impersonated him and. Hey. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing I love about comedy. You know, my take is as long as it's not it's not mean spirited. Now, with that being said, you know, you have a lot of PC police out here, and you're not allowed to do comedy as you once was. You know, so what's your what's your entire take on that? And what do you, you know, how do you how do you feel about you know comedians today?
1: All right, you can do and say whatever you want. You ever seen that clip? with Delroy Lindo and he's sitting in a, on a, at a news desk and they're having a discussion about saying the N-word, right?
0: Nah, I haven't seen that.
1: You gotta see it. And there's a that. white reporter and he says, you know, I can't say the N-word, but black guys get to say it in their rap. So, you know, the same old, yeah, yeah. You know, argument. Yeah. And Delroy Lindo says, say it, go ahead, say it. You can say it right now.
0: Yeah.
1: i say it with you. Ahead, I say it with you. Say it right now, because you can do anything you want. You just got to be ready to live with the consequences.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, comedians cancel culture does and does not exist. Um, it, it, what, what you going to do? You you, you know right. what I mean? You going to let's take the let's take let's take the brothers who who put up the fists at the Olympics, right? They came back to the U.S. and and they couldn't get jobs and they couldn't, um, right. You know they had hard lives. So yeah, they, they, they paid it, a they price had for hard that lives and everything else. But they yeah. never said that they wouldn't do what they did, right? So you right. really can't cancel them,
0: right? No, no, no. Yeah. And
1: and had they had they had that knowledge, man, I'd have been like, fuck y'all too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not only did I get y'all to man, man, fuck y'all. I ran Catherine and you out <y'all> here. <laughs> I ran faster than everybody out there, and I put no and I'm going back to Detroit. I'm from America, but America be yeah. tripping. We need black power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so I've been, I've been so called canceled a whole bunch. Of time. I don't give a fuck.
0: Nah, Joe, Joe Claire has been canceled because I was just, I was about to be my next question. How has that affected you? Because I've seen you, you know, over at Pierre's crib telling your jokes, and I've seen you in concert before. And it seemed like you you haven't missed the beat. So so talk about that a little bit. I I they told
1: me I I I got a phone call from uh I got a phone call from I don't know I don't know if she want me putting her business out there anyway I got a phone call that told me that um some some folks in Hollywood and the Hollywood machine okay I was up for a job. And Ooh. the Hollywood machine was like, nah, 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 nah. We can't. He can't. Uh, uh-uh. no bueno. Mm. Right? Just some folk. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who it was or whatever. She didn't know what. I, she didn't know who the people were. Right. It's just she. She heard the conversation, and okay. she didn't know who they were in relationship to me. Gotcha. But at the time, I was, you know, doing my own radio show. Here in the nation's capital, no doubt. Um, holding my community down, holding my folks down, not no missing doubt. a beat, making money, looking no. pretty.
0: <laughs> you there know you know go. What I'm saying?
1: <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean, like, yeah. It, it, it is what it is. They could. Let's not forget Muhammad Ali was one of the most
0: vilified. People after- forget about that ever. And, and, and let me let me add another, brother, because we, we, we tend to have this revisionist history when it comes to a lot of these historic figures. Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Yes. Yes. They wasn't as beloved. A lot of people forget that these guys wasn't as and, and And you know the funny thing about it? A lot of our family members that we have today, our aunts, grandmothers, they were the same people that was like, This brother, Malcolm X, I don't know why he up there running his mouth, messing shit up for good black folk. (laughs) Why is Martin Luther
1: King out here doing all this stuff? Leave them people alone. We just got the right to vote. He done got them kids hitting the head. Then as soon as Martin Luther King's birthday became a holiday, thank you Dr. King. Exactly. Thank you, Dr. King you the greatest. Hey. I'm going to put your picture up. <laughs> so 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 hey. with that said, man, you know you, you get you get this much time on the planet. It, by by estimation, by all scientific estimation, the world is the the planet is something like they said 14 billion years old, right? Mm-hmm. Or the four billion, but I want—I think it's fourteen billion years, old. and maybe it's four. I don't know. But you get eighty, you get seven, you get sixty, you get ninety. If you're a black man, you get about 60, 65. Well, my my dad got eight. On average, my pops got eighty. My uh, my my grandfather got like ninety-four, ninety-five. Okay. My, my grandmother got like ninety-five. My my yeah, father's yeah. mother. Um, my right now my mother is 83
0: and well, anyway
1: you get this little bit of time
0: oh man if
1: you put it in perspective in the in, if you put it in in God's time your life is
0: a, a blink of an eye
1: not even that quick You're a blink of an <laughs> eye go like this in <laughs> God you know what I'm saying go <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah so so, so there's, I think that people who realize that and put those kinds of perspectives universally and, and, uh, universal perspective on their life, be like, man, I don't, whatever you said, ain't nobody think about what you said, man. Right. You can cancel me all you want. I'll go right. over here and do my, and do what the fuck I'm going to do. And that's going to be that. And that's no going doubt. to be that Kanye West got canceled, right? And
0: Jesus is worth a billion dollars. Let's talk, let's stay here for a second. Let's stay, because that was one of the, I want to talk, I want to talk about Kanye, but since you just brought him up, let's stay here. So Kanye got a lot of stuff going on, you know, um, out here within the media with this, uh, the divorce, you know, with his branding of his music, clothing. What's your whole take on Kanye? Have you ever met the brother? You know, what? what how do you feel about him?
1: All right. So, so. Kanye West gave me a wrong phone number.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: In like nineteen, like maybe two thousand one, somewhere around there,
0: right? Okay.
1: 2001. But when he sit down and he makes the music, it was uh, uh, irrefutable. You couldn't refute Can't. what he what he did in with his line of thought and the way that no he doubt. made music. He no impacted. Doubt. Um, from from through the wire on right. everything he did impacted um, our culture and then the, the the country and then the world. In um, in you can't refute that, right? No doubt, no doubt. Now, does that make him a, a guy I want to hang out with? Not necessarily. You gave me the wrong. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and where we from? men don't give men the wrong nah, yeah 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 you know, that's that's, that's what females don't like do that. that's when it's out nah man i don't fuck with you like that shit,
0: yeah yeah man. he gave me the wrong that's that's the that's the hey that's the super curve right there
1: but when we start we don't curve niggas we, yeah yeah
0: <laughs> even we man fuck that we
1: don't i don't fuck with you slip
0: but that's but behold, hold on hold on hold on joe this the thing within dc we don't do that but it seemed like once you leave dc that's common
1: Nah, Me, we don't do that. So, but go ahead. I ain't. I ain't. That's so, a whole another so, conversation. Go ahead. So his his, like I have every, I have I have every album I have. I even got the old mixtapes and stuff I okay. have. You know, you know songs that he's done for other people and and everything else. And and I and the, you know I love. He's got uh, verses that I I can spit. Just you know, what I mean, gotcha. Um, he's got songs that I play regularly. No doubt. and that kind of thing and because I'm a music head I cannot refute that and so for me it's extremely unique
2: no and doubt. uh
1: uh it's it's a great story to tell you know Kanye no West gave me a wrong, wrong <laughs> you know what I'm saying so and 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 that's just that's my take. Now, hold up, hold up.
0: Is that an exclusive only on the Bridge the Generation podcast? Is that an exclusive? Have you told that before?
1: Now I just told that story on uh, my man PS podcast. Oh, man, like, shout out to PS. Shout out like to like homie PS. Like a week ago.
0: All right, all right, right.
1: PS podcast, and he asked me, of course, about Kanye. Yeah. And, you know, I I I love what he does. Yeah. Um, um, I, I I don't own a pair of Yeezys, but I seen a couple of pairs as fresh as a motherfucker that I yeah, yeah. you know I need to go c- cop. Um, I don't like them slides. He came up. Slides <laughs> is terrible.
0: Them slides are
1: terrible. People say they the most comfortable shoe that they ever had. I don't
0: care. I don't care if they feel like pillows on your feet. Them shits is ugly as hell, Joe. yeah
1: they are, true indeed. But but you know let's let me let me put the other side in go ahead and, oh. you know he got the <laughs> he got to knock kim kardashian down for years and years and years <laughs> and uh, who else knows whoever and from this man to man this on on some man talk yeah i yeah, yeah. mean he had some fine ass women on his team my. On my you know he got them beautiful babies and, and a family with her um I'm, it's sad to see the shit that he's going through. 'Cause I hate to see when families get broken up, whoever they are. Um, you know, I that's just a personal thing for me because I mean, I, but is it really
0: sad though, Joe? Is it really sad?
1: Me, I think the families, I, I believe I, I believe in family wholeheartedly. Um, um I'm sitting here in Bowie, Maryland, because of a decision I made to have a family and be a real dad, a hands-on dad, be there for my kids and watch them grow up. A lot of guys in entertainment. Didn't get to do that because we were chasing the career so much.
0: The sacrifice, yeah, yeah. The sacrifice. We
1: missed a lot, and I didn't want to yeah. do that. And so I made yeah. some choices that put family first. Um, I'm still really close to my family. Like I just, you just heard me talk about my brother. I have another brother, uh, my brother Mike, who is the shit. I have a younger sister, Adrian, who is better than all of us. Um, you know, my, my you mean my, with, I, you mean with the comedy? No, my my sister is a, is an attorney oh okay my sister is uh last year she was she got dubbed the number one energy attorney in the united states of america
0: wow shout out you gotta shout her out man shout yeah, her out
1: adrian clay i shouted out on instagram and everywhere else okay, she, okay um she uh uh she practices practices energy law right here in northwest she lives in northwest okay um you know i'm going to see my mom tomorrow morning i gotta go Pick up yeah, how, house how's mom doing?
0: How's mom doing? I know she's
1: um she's battling cancer, and yeah, yeah. but because of I believe I really do believe because of you know she 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 was a we we were, we grew up vegetarian in her house, so we talk in the eighties, we vegetarian, so all the stuff that everybody do now, we did. Oh no, in, in this in the eighties, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, so and I think that really is. And then she she wholeheartedly embraced, um, you know, uh, 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 a perspective about life, spirituality, religion, and and in what you ingest in those terms,
0: like kind of like, and like, and like it, a holistic, like a holistic lifestyle.
1: She, she a holistic lifestyle that didn't didn't turn its back on, you know, or, or point the finger at traditions that religious traditions and right she doesn't do that she doesn't my mother is the is the first person to tell me that she's not against anything she's just for what she is for right so she i've never heard my mother curse Mm. this is a black woman i've never heard her i heard her say (laughs) bullshit
0: is she from the dc area
1: she's from kansas okay she's from kansas city kansas but she got eight brothers and sisters but. And and they curse <laughs> <laughs> Um I have heard her, I heard her say the word bullshit one time. Um I've never heard her say um she doesn't she doesn't judge people like when I was like when I'm dating women or whatever, she wouldn't judge the woman. She would ask that um you know if I was happy with the choice that I made. Okay. And you know that kind of thing she would um always say stuff like um I, she's not you know she she's she's not she's not going to say I'm against the war she says I'm for peace she says I'm uh I'm I'm for positivity okay she won't even she won't even she doesn't even allow that I don't choose things to come, and she's like, I just choose this.
0: And she was she was always like that, even as a kid.
1: I don't know. Um, I mean, no, no.
0: It, when you was a kid, she yeah, was like that. Even yeah, you saw yeah. that as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's a she's a different kind of. She's a different kind, and I, it wasn't until you know this is my mother, so this is what I know. It wasn't right. until I got out in the world and. <laughs> And 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 women
0: tricked me out of my money. Women broke <laughs> yeah, my because it started to make sense because one thing I love about you, uh Joe, you always have a smile on your face, man. You one of these guys from the area, you rep the area, but a lot of people when they think of DC, they think of the DC area, man. They think of the, the you know, the hardest niggas on the block, they think about the nigga toting the Glock, they think about this, they think about that, and you always was able to be yourself, keep a smile on your face, and you never seemed to get too down.
1: Cuz my the, the cuz the truth is, you know, at the end of the day, let's say let's say I go up against the hardest guy in in on the block and he he end up whipping my ass, right? Yeah. He still hasn't taken anything away from me, really. Like I lost the fight. Yeah. I lost the fight. I right. I'm still gonna get up tomorrow. I know my God. I know my blessings. No doubt. No you know doubt. what I'm saying. I know and, and, if- and if you lost, and if
0: you fought back, you, he didn't take your dignity.
1: He didn't take my dignity. And who knows? I might whip his ass.
0: There you go. I, I might fight another you.
1: day. I might end up knocking you out.
0: No but, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But even still, let's say I did knock the nigga. That doesn't make me a better guy. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I know people who can whip ass. If they the most horrible human being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So so or excuse me, let me not say that. They the kind of people I wouldn't want to be around.
0: Right. You, yeah. you see
1: what I'm saying? So and and then, you know, I I, I I try to always keep in perspective what it's really about. At the end of the day, I right here on my back, I have my first tattoo. And it's it's peace, love, happiness. Gotcha. Right? I have that on my on my back. Cause that's what I'm after every day. When I, when I get back to my house and I get to lay my head down and I'm about to go to sleep, mm-hmm. am I peaceful? Do I know love? And am you I know. happy? Cause after, after that, you can have all the money in the world yeah, and know. still be miserable.
0: Right. I know you've seen a lot of people like that within the industry.
1: I, I know people like in regular life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know
1: people who had everything and, and, yeah. and are just miserable. You call know. me, they call me. like come on man
0: terrible terrible so look 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 i want to back up a little bit because i i do i got so many questions to ask you for sure your time is valuable my time is valuable i'm loving the interview um but i gotta ask you this the people want to know this you know 1994 you uh you became the host of rap city I know you get asked this all the time, but talk about what led to you becoming the new host of Rap City, and what was that phone call like when you received it?
1: All right, so I had I was I had quit my job as a social, so I get out of Morgan State, I start a job as a social worker. Right, I okay. had a degree in psychology, and
0: uh, uh, oh, you I was making that on- money. You was making that money.
1: It was cool. I was living on Capitol Hill at the time. <laughs> Um, I had a bomb ass crib, shout out, shout out to Pickfoot Place. Okay. Uh, Pickfoot Place right off of 8th Street. I know what that's uh, at. Yeah, little half street called Pickfoot yeah. Place. And um and I was I was doing stand-up and I'm heating up. I'm getting I'm getting gigs and everything of that nature. And one day, so so in the daytime, when you're a new comedian in the daytime, you don't got nothing to do. Huh. My days were mine. You feel what I'm saying? I'm sized at this point. Now
0: you had no kids around this time either.
1: No, hell no. My kids are <laughs> little. Like this is my son right here. And uh he's nine. These are my uh can you see? yeah. There it is. He's nine. That's that's my son. Let me see. You see? Yeah. You, you
0: you you didn't you didn't you, you waited, I waited. To, Yeah.
1: I waited. My daughter's twelve, my son is nine. I'm an old daddy. <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway, um no kids, no wife, and so I'm 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 out here like, okay, now's my time to go and do what the fuck I want to do with my life. So huh. I got, I'm telling jokes at night and um, I'm watching TV all day and Ricky Lake was in her second season. And at the time, Ricky Lake was still trying to do like hard news stories. Yeah. It wasn't baby mama drama yet. It yeah, wasn't, yeah, it, yeah. you know, all it was some news. Oh, I, I remember
0: that Ricky, I'm old enough to remember that Ricky Lake.
1: And she had me come on the show and debate with, I called Ricky Lake, 1-800-GO-RICKY. And I got on and I debated with this conservative talk show host named Ken Hamblin, who said that he, you know, anyway. So I got on the Ricky Lake show. And at that time, I was a a huge club head. I was going to club every night. Uh, I got on the Ricky Lake show. A week later, the show comes on. It came on on a Wednesday. Okay. Thursday night was uh, the big night at the Mirage. Thursday night is at the Whoa,
0: Mirage. Mirage. <laughs> I don't know. Because I've been before. It used to be the chapter. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. That's that's too much DC talk. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Thursday night at the Mirage. So I go to the Mirage now. Yeah. I was I I have been going to Mirage every
0: Thursday. Oh man, you taking it back? Same right.
1: Thursday, I walk in the club, I walk up in the club, and, oh, my God, hold up a second. Wasn't you on Ricky Lake yesterday? <laughs> oh, girl, I told you, that was, and we see you, I see you on Ricky Lake, blah, 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 and bought me drinks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I was just. Standing right here last week, y'all ain't say shit to me. Right, right. I tried to holler at you <laughs> last week, and you gave me the cold shoulder. <laughs> and now you give me the warm
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the jump try to keep my composure, man. This is an interview, man. <laughs> now you ready
1: to give me the warm inner thigh after giving me the cold shoulder. And I was yes. yes. like, <laughs> man. So okay so all
0: right like, all right okay, I, get,
1: it it I was together. like if i get on ricky lake i wonder if i can get on bet okay let me call bet they in northeast i live hey. in northeast uh-huh let me call BT. so uh at the time me and my roommate they have a phone in the in the crib i had to go up the street Damn. to the pay phone yeah y'all was on
0: some caveman <laughs>
1: Call BT, got this brother named Keith Pashel. Hey, my okay. name is Joe Claire. I'm a comedian. Blah, 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 blah. Please give me a call back and he ain't called back.
0: Okay. The
1: next week, I called again. Hey, my name is Joe Claire. Blah, 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 blah. Please give me a call back. He ain't called back. Gotcha. The next week, hey, my name is Joe Claire. Blah, 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 blah. He ain't called back. So, we're in ten months later, and I I keep, I've been calling this guy for 10 months. 11 months damn near. Hey. Uh uh because he hadn't said no. So I was like, maybe there's still a chance. Uh a buddy of mine, a DJ friend of mine, said, Man, I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on Rap City tomorrow. Now he ain't know I had been calling these people. You feel me? Gotcha. I was like, okay, cool, can I come, can I roll with you? He was like, Yeah, 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 that's why I'm calling you. Boom, 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 boom. Cause at okay. this point, you know, I like you know, go go is me forever. As you can see by the shirt, there you go. But, yeah, yeah. But I, me and hip hop have a, a relationship that's like that's you know that's that's special, right? Not that the relationship I have with Gogo is, but Gogo is my first music. Right? Hip hop came along like this other girl. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So so, um, he said, like, "Yeah, I want you to come with me because I know all the rhymes, I know everything." I said, "Well, where y'all gonna shoot at?" He said, "I don't know." I said, "Tell them they can shoot in my house." And he called me back and said, hey man, we'll be at your house the next day. I was like, hi, God. Listen, God. They told me you, they told me you had a sense of humor, God, but for real though. This is how you are, man. Like for real. <laughs> they gonna come, BET gonna come to my house tomorrow. Come on, God. For real. Wow, wow. And the next day, my man, he comes set up. Boom, the producer comes in. He had uh, Chi Ali with him. Not Chi Ali, Chino XL. Okay. Chino XL, the rapper. He had them with him and they came in and the guy, Alphonse McCullough goes, yo, 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 yo. You a comedian? I said, yeah. He said, oh man, I had seen you when you opened for Paul Mooney. I snuck in. I would, I would, I didn't sneak in. I would go to every club, every show i right. and just beg to get in and get on.
0: Then, so you I'm, won't even get
1: paid. Nah, hell nah. I just wanted to be on. I didn't wanted people to see me. Um, and I would always know somebody in the security at the at the, the Constitution Hall. I knew the security. Right. In the theater, I know the security. I know the security. I'm at the club every night where right. they work at. Uh-huh. So, this night, I get to the door. Paul Mooney's performing. I'm like, Can I please, 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 please get on? It's cute, like, Yeah, that nigga funny. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> and so I go do my time. Anyway, fast forward about another four months, three months, and this guy, Alphonse, is at my house. I saw you, Paul Mooney, thought you were really, really talented, man. You were funny as hell. I just didn't know your name because I wasn't on the show. I wasn't gotcha. on the call. I wasn't on the promotions, none of that stuff. Anyway, um he allowed me to like do a segment while we were at my house shooting Rap City, and he was like, man, not bad. Now remember, I had been hosting stuff at Morgan State, I had been right. Was, it was already so you know all of this is swirling around me. Yeah, Dr. McKinney going yeah. put me on stage and boom boom boom. So I'm I'm prepared for this moment, and I really didn't realize they gave me a couple of auditions and oh so then I go meet Keith Paschel and even Keith Paschel came to my house I can't remember it's a little foggy but I meet Keith Paschel and the two of them like hey you know the dude who I keep telling you been calling this him." and then the other guy like well remember I told you it was a comedian I was looking for this him (laughs) and that's how uh Rapsid they gave me a couple of auditions and I they told me I would be the co-host with Big Les Big Les yeah and um, I was in, I'll never forget, I was sitting in Lydia Cole's office. I was like, um, you mean, um, is this like a check? Y'all gonna pay me? It was like- <laughs> now, initially, I only wanted to be on Rap City one time because my girl had broke up with me. And I was like, I'm gonna show her my
0: <laughs> Oh man, I know how that go, yeah.
1: You know how it is, I'm gonna yeah, show yeah, her my-
0: yeah.
1: And I ended up hosting the show for like, like four and a half, five years, man. Yeah, yeah like five and a half
0: five years that was pretty five much my, my entire uh high school year so so that that is is close to home to me you know like i said that that's when i came to to know joe Clay. you know came to know and love what you do and Thank you God. know I wanna, I wanna i wanna uh talk about like what are some of your most memorable moments man i know you have a lot of them i know you have a lot of i was just watching the one with uh big pun um you know Cam'ron. but you know i, w- I would love to hear from the mouth of Joe Clint.
1: Well, all of it is was, was memorable for me because remember I was a fan. I was right. a, I was a guy watching these rappers do what I wanted to do. I could rhyme, you know what I'm saying. I get down, but comedy was telling. Comedy was paying the bills, and so I was a fan of Cameron because I remember when Cameron was him and Mace. Was in you know the children of the
0: children corn, of the
1: corn, right? Yeah. And so I'm a fan of Cameron at this point in time, or pun, uh, you know what I mean? Because I remember when Fat Joe first came out with FloJo, or go back to you know KRS One changed my life. You know what I mean? K-R-S-1 I heard you say that life.
0: before. I heard you say that before. Talk talk about that a little bit
1: because I I, I I had never heard anybody talk in that manner. Um, When first his style was sick, first of all, his style was just sick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I don't think I don't don't think Cray RS get enough credit.
1: So I go all the way back to, um, you know, listening to Blowfly, the rapper. This is Blowfly, the
0: master. Man, people don't hear album covers, man. man, Remember them album covers,
1: (laughs) and then, then came you know, all of the stuff out of New York with. You know uh grandmaster flash or even before that the funky four plus one more or you know you'll hear little 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 records and then of course um rapper's delight comes out and and so then i'm you know i'm i'm taking hip-hop all the way in and then you know the houdini years and the ll cool j years and then in college all the kid play and, and and queen Latifah and all of that is happening and then I hear KRS One. My freshman year, I heard KRS One, and let us begin. Yeah. What, where, why, or when? It's really like he was talking. Yeah. Let us begin. What, where, why, or when will all be explained like instructions to a game. See, I'm not insane. In fact, I'm kind of rational. Without me asking, who is more dramatical? This one or Try that? Or the white one or the black? Uh, oh.
0: Yeah, that's that criminal and minded.
1: And before that, no, that was yeah, that no, that was uh. That was uh that's on by any means that's a uh, criminal mind was on uh, uh uh the first album the first, okay my bad
0: my bad with I know that's criminal the first album
1: yeah that's with him and Skylar rock so so I heard I had heard um you know the girl is free but the crack cost money oh yeah <laughs> and wah da da day wah da 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 day hey
0: go go bands used to do some of those songs who. Go go bands, Certain yeah, go go bands did. do a lot of lot of yeah, uh, uh, 80s hip hop.
1: Yes, indeed. So, you know, and then, but then, as I'm evolving in co- in my college years, okay. KRS One is evolving, and he came out with a song um, called "You Must Learn," and it was Genesis chapter 11 verse 10 explains the genealogy of Shem. Shem was a black man in mm. Africa. If you repeat this fact, they can't laugh at you. Genesis 14, verse 13, Abraham steps on the scene. Being in the center of the shim, which is a fact, means Abraham too was black. And I was
0: blown away. away. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so he changed my life. He like yeah. literally changed my perspective on how I saw me and how I saw us. Right. And If, if you couple that with Chuck D and Public Enemy. Public X Clan. And X Clan. Yeah. Even Ice Cube at the time. Yeah. Let's not forget. Let's oh. not forget Ice Cube at the time. And then the poor righteous teachers. Poor
0: righteous teachers. And then yeah. all of
1: the things that, you know, um the native tongues would do. Jungle Brothers and all those the guys. The Jungle Brothers and the tribe called Quest. Eric and, and
0: Rock Him can't forget them brothers, the five percent. Exactly.
1: So, so, you know, it uh, it it was just like. Chris was the one who was up there for me. And so um self-destruction. You know what I mean?
0: I got that on vinyl. Yeah, you do. The original, the original. Yeah, you do. So, not a remake. <laughs> he, he he
1: he 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 helped mold who I became. No doubt. And then when I'm doing Rap City, I get to interview KRS-One. The next time I get to interview him, He's dropping, some, he's dropping another record and uh black cop, black cop, black cop, black cop. That's when that was out. And I got to freestyle with KRS-One.
0: Oh, shit. And then
1: at <laughs> 106 and Park. But yeah. not, not the TV show 106 and Park. There's right. an actual park. Right, right, right. In New
0: York. Right, right.
1: At 106 and Park where they right. used to freestyle. Exactly. And I was yeah. sitting there with him and, and I spit. He was like, "Oh, you could really rap." They almost melted, like. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. You know, one of your one of your yeah. heroes is like, "Oh, you really can you really do this I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so, and I bumped into him recently, and um it was it was it, it was just love, love, love. We met now and you know, um I still revered this guy. I don't have the stars in my eyes like i used to but i still really reveal what he's been able to do and who he is and what he means to the culture no doubt and so i reflected on that while i'm standing there with him like man you really had you did this joe you really fucking did this no doubt
0: no doubt well look hey joe i want to i want to ask this man like one thing i love about you man you, you always had this colorful personality how did you develop that like as far as like your interviewing style you know what i'm saying because i'm in that space now and one thing i love about you you always had this very distinctiveness with your whole style. So, expound on that a little bit. My my style is all so take everything I said.
1: My dad, my dad was a, a was an attorney for the Department of Education. Okay. And the weed man. <laughs> yeah. Stop
0: it, stop it.
1: real true story. <laughs> yeah. My mom worked at the at the hospital, and then when they split, she became a writer, a novelist and a professor of writing at American at Georgetown at GW University, right? Okay. Now, my dad when they split, I was about 4. My pop moved into the city and I stayed out in Sea Pleasant. So, I got going into the city every weekend for my whole life. Gotcha. And then being in Sea Pleasant all week for my whole life. Meanwhile, my hood funny (laughs) than a motherfucker. I got a gay older brother (laughs) who (laughs) is who is like very confident in who he is. Right. So I'm like, if he can be confident, I know I can be confident. No, if he could be confident, I should find be able to find it in myself to be confident. Because he's fighting way more battles than I'm going to have no doubt no doubt and so you know sitting next to a rapper what people don't realize is all the rappers hood is with him all the gangsters is right they right there on the other yeah, side I, of I, yeah
0: yeah he yeah he's
1: sitting right there yeah but I'm from a hood so instead of being shook fuck y'all nicks. Not, you all in not your element <laughs> not necessarily in them yeah, I get, I get, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going he you, you was
0: basically in your element
1: I'm not I'm not gonna let you take me out of my element because y'all goons. Right. Was I was I was I afraid at my for my life at times? Yeah. <laughs> was, shit, I ain't gonna front. There was times, you know, you could you can hear the niggas behind you. And who this man, let's rob this nigga? <laughs> and the, the rapper be like, nah, 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 but I would be like, man, y'all niggas ain't gonna rob nobody.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now they might have been able to rob me, but yeah, nah,
0: nah. We from we from I'm DC. Not, nah. Not, yeah, nah. We ain't let nobody carry us like that. Nah,
1: you ain't gonna carry me. And
0: yeah. so
1: um that's what the style was. The style was, you know, I, I graduated from college. I'm still very tied into the culture. I see hip-hop as an evolution of what we have already been. You know, the blues, the jazz, the whatever you name, the go-go, the whatever. This was just an evolution of the same thing. And I felt like I embodied that. And so when you sit down and talk to me, and when you sit down and talk to me, I'm going to give you credit for getting this far with your rap song. Because this ain't easy.
2: Yeah, yeah. This
1: ain't easy because I write rhymes. And I'm like, I ain't got no record. And I'm already on TV, didn't yeah, yeah. If I'm had, TV, they ain't gonna play my record, so if they gonna play your record, I'm gonna give you as much love as I possibly can, and that's no kind of where me. the interview style came from, man, and if you treat people with some humanity, some respect, um, you know, you can always get a good interview and a good conversation going.
0: No doubt, no doubt. So what, what do you enjoy more, you know, because a lot of us know you for comedy, we know you for music, Um, you know, you've been in the game, you know, 20 plus years, man, so...
1: All right, let me say this. Going up on stage, back when I used to back when I used to smoke, going up on stage, like imagine I'm pulling up to the theater or whatever, hopping out my car, putting the blunt out, walking in, yeah. pouring a drink, and the guys upstairs or whatever, yeah. announcing me. Like, I'm walking to the stage, just got out my car. Like a rock star, <laughs> and they say, "Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Joe clear' and, <laughs> and and so that's like that's like this n- I wish everybody got a chance to do that because it's it's like buzzing a nut. It's like, hey, I, I, you know, I, I, I got
0: my answer. I guess that's my answer right there.
1: But but when I sit down and I make a track, right? Yeah. And, and and I watch people react to it. That's a, that's just, a, that's a deeper thing. Right. You know, that's a, um, telling jokes on the mic is like busting a nut. Yeah. Hey. Having somebody like my track is like making
0: love. But what you think is harder, you know, what you think is harder to, is hard? Is it harder to get somebody to love your beats or is it harder to get somebody to laugh at your jokes?
1: The music. We're, more, music. we're a lot more critical of music. We're yeah. a lot more critical of of, of music. Okay. Um, and so 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 now, like last night I was just reminded by somebody that I have to put my music out. Uh I have to record it. I have to get it out. And I have to get it out like now.
0: Uh, now talk about that. Talk about that. Cause you just, you know, so to, to my knowledge, you haven't been making beats for like, you know, you it wasn't like that was that something you was doing like twenty years ago? Or wouldn't oh, okay so, so, so how did you how did you get involved and in, in started to make put uh, uh beats and who helped you know inspire that so I understood
1: music from go go from gotcha. instrumentation live you know what I'm saying I didn't understand music from you know see here like I'm sitting here right now uh 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 I'm sitting here right now at my at my at my computer can you see me? Yeah, yeah. so I'm sitting at my computer. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I can hear it. So, yeah. you know... Uh-huh. I didn't understand music from that perspective. I understood it from, you got to pick up a saxophone and play. You got to play a guitar. And I never learned to play any of that stuff. Okay. Kid Capri showed me how to... One day, I am I was on the Def Comedy Jam tour... And uh I had to spend the night at Kid Capri house one day in his basement. And Kid Capri showed me how to chop up a sample. Okay. That was yes, it.
0: The rest was history.
1: That was it. It, that, it, was like, it was like I met my new girl. It was like Why you why you never
0: put out like a like a like a you know like a compilation project?
1: So I had a whole band here in DC called the Ricoch Mojo. And we made a whole album, and I hated the album, so I shelved it. Right? Then I went to LA. I started putting out music here and there. I really wasn't happy with it, though. Um, And I ended up producing for some people. I produced, Mike Epps put out a a music project like in 2005, 2006. Um, And if you go find it, it had Scott Storch produced on it. Okay. Uh, DJ Quick. Yeah, yeah. Produced like he got real.
0: Yeah, real producers. Yeah. Real producers on there. Yeah, yeah,
1: And I got three songs on the album. Okay. And I wrote, helped him write, you know, the hooks or whatever. And then on the song that he actually made the video for, I am on the hook. It's me voicing the hook. Mm. And I had done the track um then fast forward um i moved to atlanta and i learned a little bit more about music production um dj Toom and then oh, along the way different people taught me different things so like my man def jeff has a, been a big influence a lot of people don't know who def jeff is def jeff um he he you're known from he had records but he also was uh in the all in the same gang video right um and he went on to produce like the music for that so raven the song, on Onesto Raven, okay. Jeff made that track. Jeff made a ton of the music for BET in the early 2000s and everything. So he became sort of like a guru and a mentor. Um, a Diamond D still keeps keeps in touch with me and checks in on me. By that's making a legend.
0: Um, legend. Bink, my man
1: Bink is like- Hey,
0: Bink, we need to make that interview. Have you already said I got the green light? We need to put that one together, man. Okay. That, that's Bink. the homie
1: bank um bank right now to this day we go back and forth yeah. um dj toon down in atlanta A-T-A-L. um my man mo digger who used to be in the in the, in the rickish with me was my first guy because he taught me how to how to play scales and chords and everything else and so i still run the music by them so shout out to all of them when, on my 50th birthday i put out something called new music for old Niggas, right <laughs> and it was just five songs it was an ep yeah. I shot a video for it. You can go look it up if you. If it's, the name of the song is "Gone," G-O-N-E. Okay. Um. If you if you Google Joe Claire Gone, the video will come up. I did the track and I wrote the rhyme and I, and I'm on the hook. Okay. And so uh, now after and right after that, right after that, my pop passed, and Sorry I kind of just I did I didn't stop creating, but you know it was just my my life shifted somewhat. Right. Um. And then the pandemic hit. And then my mother told me she had cancer and then the pandemic hit. Mm. And so I've been down here creating. I'm sitting here in my basement. I've been down here creating. And um, now I'm working on volume two, uh, New Music for Old Niggas, volume two. Um, and I'm working, working, working with cats around the city. Shout yeah. out to my man, Jason. Um, Killer Cow, me and Killer Cow just got together. I j- um, just interviewed
0: Killer Cow a couple of months ago.
1: So hopefully I'm gonna slide yeah. him some tracks. Okay. We'll make some records together. There's a brother named Chugs, uh, out of DC, who I met, who I think is really, really talented. Okay. Um, uh, as well as Pinky Killer Corn.
0: Pink. Shout out to Pinky.
1: All day, me and yeah. her, me and me and Pinky got to make records together. She, she really was the person who was in my ear just last night saying, you know, where the fuck is your music? Stop yeah. playing.
2: Hey. Yeah.
1: Stop fucking playing, and um, uh, my man grindstone, uh, uh cause we go all the way back, Me and Grindstone go way, 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 way back, and then other MCs, um, like my man uh, Hakeem Green from um, Channel Live, who's with KRS One. He's like, come on with it, man. Where the fuck oh the God. music at? Um, I'm trying to make music with uh, like
0: MOP, um, cause those legends,
1: they my favorites.
0: Yeah, legends. Yeah, like, yeah, that's my workout. I put them on when it when I'm when I'm working out. Ain't nothing like the mash
1: out posse as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. And then, but then like you know, Snoop took a track from me.
0: Okay. Uncle Snoop.
1: Uncle Snoop took a track from me. Um, like I said, Diamond D checking with me from time to time. So you know maybe there's something there. Um, me and Kid Capri still get it in. Um, so you know, I have some some outlets and, and I'm putting this album together. Okay, and so so you know. Everything happens, as they say. Everything happens in its time and for a reason. Exactly. And know. you know, this is the time, and, and this is the season that I'm sitting in right now. I know it's ill. You know, people are like, "Well, nigga, you you 53," but we always complain about giving our culture away. Exactly. We always complain about how much you know the, the, the people take our take our shit and misconstrue it or turn it right. around or whatever. Culture vultures. Right. So if we don't maintain the culture. If I don't show my son and my daughter that this is us.
0: The genesis we, of this shit. Yeah,
1: we are. This is it. Like my father's, my father's jazz collection is right. Here. You can't see it off camera. It's sitting right here. Mm-hmm. And his horn, my father played trumpet Okay. Uh, when, when he was a young guy. <laughs> he played for Tennessee State's band. And, you know, he he, he loved jazz. His trumpet is right there mm-hmm. because um, while, while uh, uh, the world will trivialize it, they still, at the same time, they trivialize our ability to be musical and be rhythmic and and have an impact on the world. At the same time, they envy it, they consume it, they wish they could do it. They wanna wonder. They wanna know how a motherfucker decided to scratch a record. What made you this? Cause no white man, white man has seen the turntable for eight billion <laughs> years. Yeah, and no yeah. white man ever said let's turn this into an instrument right
0: right and they don't forget culture appropriate uh uh appropriation
1: right. at the same time when, when we first started scratching the records they were like these niggas look at these black guys and you know they 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 would you know trivialize it and all yeah, <laughs> this, this
0: shit ain't never go last and here we are almost almost what we talking almost 50 years later
1: god damn right
0: hey
1: i heard i heard Blowfly when i was like seven
0: blow flies rap remember that uh-huh.
1: i heard I heard uh I heard Curtis blow I had to be eight yeah Rappers, Delight came out I was eight years old
2: yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: you know we're looking at 40 50 years of this it ain't going No doubt. and and let's not forget how long uh who who said it the other day I was watching this 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 uh it's a clip it's on my youth on my Instagram page and a guy from universal was talking about how he made billions oh of man dollars.
0: I comment on I, I comment on that you comment back but uh, if, talk about that. That was that you, was crazy. That did you notice heart, he man? said that broke that my heart. We
1: had to have, we had to have. He called it urban music. We had to have the roots of music. Mm, mm, mm. It's the what he was saying is he had to have the root, not the pop. Yes. Not the what it became. He had to get to the root. Mm. We the root. The 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 rhythms that we still rapping off of these African rhythms that's exactly. been around for thousands of years.
0: No doubt, no doubt, no
1: doubt. Go go <clears throat> is the the is the direct is the direct. Yeah, that's
0: a you fact. know what I'm saying? Personification
1: of modern Afro rhythm.
0: No doubt, yeah.
1: Given all the shit, dude, all through the slave trade and all through the blues there, and all through Jim Crow and all through everything else. <clears throat>
0: Scott right
1: right right don't nobody else make that
2: right right
1: can't nobody on the planet do that listening to Jay-Z rapping that cadence yeah nobody else on the planet do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) no you you ain't lying
1: you had You you there's no there's not another Nas yeah who just, you know what I'm saying? What up, kid? I know shit is rough doing your bid. When the cops came, you should have slid to crib. Fuck it, black. Nobody does that. Mm. We do that. Then yeah, everybody yeah. else takes that and okay. do their interpolation of it.
0: Of course. Yeah. It's, it, I got I gotta but jump the, in.
1: But the, let me make this point. The Ill go ahead, part, go ahead, go ahead. the ill part about it is how hard Nas hits. Yeah, how hard yeah. Jay Z hits. You ever heard Chuck Brown live in Japan? They all the way in Japan and a good evening or what's happening or what it is. Don't what know what is. he's saying.
0: We can repeat every word.
1: And they and so and they don't have anything in their culture that even comes close. close
0: to that, exactly.
1: To that feeling. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Uh, the thing that ties us into. So for me, for me. It is, it is, I, I I. truly, 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 truly believe that it that, that comes through us from our connection to God in the universe.
0: Mm, no doubt. We
1: manifest something that nobody else can do.
0: That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. They
1: called our music soul, soul music. music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It comes from the soul. Yeah. Yeah. This is so yeah. the, the it's, it's the soul.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody yeah, no. else on the planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Has soul music.
0: And, and it's crazy because it permeates throughout all a lot of different genres, especially within, you know, the African-American uh, community. But it's...
1: even even when when they talk to when they talk to the Rolling Stones. They talked to the Beatles. They talked oh, yeah. to Eric Clapton. They said, well, how did you come up with this? Because I was listening to what the black guys in America would do. Yeah,
0: Wilson Pickett. They were listening to them guys, Sam Cooke and all them guys.
1: I was listening to what the black guys Rhodes in America Redding. were doing, and yeah. nobody could come close. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They The Rolling Stones named themselves the Rolling Stones because of Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. There.
0: Yeah, you okay yeah.
1: you You not find it? Ain't another James Brown yeah, nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Ain't no more Aretha Franklin. Yeah, don't
0: get That always you, saddened man. me though. That that always you know when I think about that, like it seemed like the culture, the, the what they call it, culture appropriation. Uh, it uh, it always saddened me to see how other cultures can do our music, whether it's from Elvis stealing from Chuck Berry. I don't even want to say stealing. I'll just say being influenced. Or or I'll I'll be more recent. Um, New Edition and New Kids on the Block. I never understood what, how New Kids on the Block sold more records than New Edition.
1: You know how they sold more
0: records. I'm like, come, come on, man! You like, know
1: how? They got the complexion for the connection in that regard. But for me, I always laugh at New Kids. I laughed at Elvis. She was funny to me. Yeah, I mean, even I Ice uh, money- going from
0: uh, Vanilla Ice. He sold more records than Big Daddy Kane and Him combined. But, but Vanilla Ice, if
1: he go to Big Daddy Kane's show, he going to sit the fuck down and have a seat That's and a, watch.
0: You, you, you got damn right. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
1: You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You no, nah, nah, I, I get Eminem? It. You seen Eminem in it with the shirt on and say, it goes Reggie, Nas, blah, 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 blah. I'm that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does
0: Eminem know what the fuck it is? Yeah, yeah. Now nah, he know what time it is. Even
1: with Eminem and, and who is,
0: you ever get a chance to interview Eminem? Because you, because you left in you, you, um, in '99. His he, first
1: interview.
0: Talk about that when you talk about that. Slow down for a second. What was it like when you first heard of this rapper out of Detroit named Eminem? What was your take on him?
1: It was sick because I had heard. First of all, he used to rhyme from time to time with the outside. Right. Yeah, the outsiders was uh, Rod Digger and um my man uh Young Z. Yeah, and her boyfriend people would drop in with the with yeah. the outsiders from time to time. Yeah. The outsiders is actually on Fuji on the Fuji Score album. Yes, they are. And 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 so Eminem used to ride with them. And the thing was, I was like, this person's wordplay is sick. Right. But he was coming on the back of oddly enough Chino XL, who I had just. Finished talking about a minute, who, who I met at my house. Chino uh-huh. XL was outspoken in that in that regard. And then Eminem came along. But the thing about Eminem was that his flow was so super tight. Was super, 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 super tight. Right? When that first Shady album came out, I said, okay, he's got these outrageous stories he's telling, and he's got all of this, you know, I'm going to stuff my my, my girlfriend in the trunk type shit. But let me listen to the rhyme and the cadence and where it's coming from. Right. And I equated it and I used to say he had what flawless rhymes. But what I didn't hear was, this, was what I heard from Jay-Z which was the soul. What I heard from Chris which was the soul. Mm -hmm. What I Mm -hmm. heard from Nas, Kane, and all the other people, the soul. Right, right. while Eminem is, I'm not taking anything away from that. Technical,
0: yeah, the technicality of it.
1: I'm not taking anything away from that. Yeah. And that's going to sell you, sell a bunch of records. Right. You notice when he got off the drugs and he made that album the recovery album
0: recovery and relapse
1: one yeah one of them either the relapse or the recovery Mm -hmm. and everybody hated that fucking album yeah
2: yeah and
1: I listened to it back to back to back to back to back and I realized that this is when he was getting down to
0: the soul yeah yeah
1: and so without stuffing girls in the trunk and everything else something else had to come out and so um you know, I equate it to you can't, you can go and do our style. Right. But if you ain't got it, you ain't yeah. got it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Let me put it to you this way if you can smoke a Marlboro, and it's one thing. But when yeah. you get a Newport,
2: <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> that's something else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, I even with a lot of the 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 rappers that are out today.
0: Talk about that. Like who was Joe Claire listening to in I listen 2022? To I listen to everybody. I listen to everybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because a lot of times people, you know, they look at guys my I'm in my forties, you in your fifties. They they, they they try to age us out of hip hop. They try to age us out of hip hop as if we wasn't the guys who you know that was that was supporting this thing from the beginning. So what's your whole take on the old versus the new, you know, when it comes to no. hearing all these debates all the time?
1: First of all, I might rap one of these young niggas under the chair. I might rap <laughs> you out of your rap career. I could spit that new style, I can spit the old style. That's 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 neither here nor there for me. Okay. So I listen to everybody. Right. And uh I guess because of how we were brought up and how I was brought up, I know how to Shut out a lot of noise, it's not us against them, it's not you, you know what I'm saying. Because you know, Drake was on on the blueprint, you know what I'm saying? Blueprint three, Drake on About the three. blueprint three, yeah, yeah, yeah. kid yeah. Cuddy on the blueprint three, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Kendrick, uh, put Kendrick on, on on the pimple butterfly. Kendrick got George Clinton on his album.
0: George Clinton, yeah, yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do the young versus old thing. If you good, you good. If you suck, you suck.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Um. So I listen to everybody. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that Kendrick Lamar is the fucking truth. Like, yeah, he need to
0: drop an album though. He need to stop playing.
1: If he never, if Kendrick Lamar never dropped another thing. He's staying in my in in my tops. I'm not gonna say top five or whatever. I'm just gonna say he in the top. Yeah, yeah. I think he earned class. that.
0: Yeah, I think he earned that.
1: You know what I'm saying? He's world class. Yeah. Um, See, we got
0: spoiled. We got spoiled with it. these rappers nowadays. They drop albums like every three months, and I feel like you know you're kind of oversaturating the market when you do that.
1: Not if you could. Like if you. A lot my, of you guys
0: make the same record over and over again. Like, like as my, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder are my favorite. Artists of all time, out of any genre, Stevie Wonder right. number one, Marvin Gaye number two, but I don't want to hear "Let's Go It On" twelve times a year. You know, don't release, don't release "I Want You" twelve times a year. True, but I think that
1: my favorite is Prince.
0: Can't argue with that.
1: And Prince would put out a an album every two weeks
0: if he could when he was alive. But that was that came a little bit later though, Joe. Like, early, like in the early eighties. I mean, the late seventies, eighties. It was like once in every a
1: year. year, Prince had an album. That's true.
0: Every year he had. An he album. did have an album. He did. That's every
1: true. year he had an album. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And and mean. because the machine was a lot heavier back then, yeah, 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 it was yeah, a lot yeah. harder to get the music out.
0: Right, right, right. We
1: got four thousand, five thousand songs sitting in the vault right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. You I you heard about that. So, I heard about that.
1: So for me it's the the cream is gonna rise to the top mm-hmm. um and i love for me i like the, the the beauty of it for me is i get to turn on title and let it play right and then i might hear a record by freddie gibbs that i never heard before that's my guy shout I get out to to freddie hear, gibbs. uh 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 you know uh uh a uh, uh, blue van draws you know what i'm saying uh or a record by what the dude keem um yeah that 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 Kendrick rhyme with or yeah, you know yeah. I, I, uh, ba- ba- baby king baby king i hear record, yeah. you see what i'm saying like these things come up yeah. or you know these a lot of the, 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 the female rappers the sisters who are out here doing their thing so i hear it by you know what i'm yeah. saying i'm like boom that's dope that's something else I, that's something new i get to listen to right and and the cats in my generation i get to turn them on to that or not you Know a lot of cats in my generation, I ain't fucking with this new music. I'm like, okay, cool. A lot then other guys who are still open to, to things like, oh man, that's yeah. dope. I really yeah, dig yeah. that. You know, so you know, I that's how I take it. That, I take it as yeah. it's, I'm still alive, I'm still checking out what is new, what right. is hot, what is good, what right. resonates right. with me. Not even what's good, what resonates with me. No doubt. And so, you know, that's my take on it.
0: No doubt. Now you know, I had to bring that up because, you know, a lot of us also know you from the Joe Claire Morning show, to which is radio, you know. And one thing about radio is you got to see a personality. You got to hear a personality. Right. And nowadays, you know, with the streaming services, do you feel like that kind of take away from radio a little bit? You know? Like that talk about you. that a little bit.
1: That that I mean I don't want to say killed it, but it was just—it's the evolution. At one yeah. point, all you had was radio, and then there was a song that came out said said video killed the radio star. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know what you're talking about. So something came out to kill the radio star.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, um there's still great radio that you can find. There's great podcasts you can find. You know what yeah. I mean? And then there's garbage radio. <laughs> that you can find. I don't know which one I was, right?
0: Now talk now Talk about your experience because you wrapped up, you know, you did, you, you did four years on uh BET Rap City. I did five. Um, five, okay, I apologize. I stand corrected. Five seasons. And then you moved on, on to radio. So what was that transition like?
1: I was doing radio before though. Remember, I was on the Russ Paul Morning Show when Russ first came to Washington, D.C. in 90s. Oh, yeah, I forgot
0: about that. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But prior to that, me and Big Tigger had the Sunday Night Hip Hop Show with DJ Flex in '95. Okay. Um, so you know, radio is always, I've always done radio. I, I worked at Hot 97 in New York. I worked at V103 in Atlanta. Um, you know, so radio was always part of what I did. Like I said, this was these was me taking jobs. So I yeah. could be an artist, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could 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 still have afford to buy.
0: See, that's what I'm saying. You have done so, you have been in this in in, in the game so long. And and you know sometimes I forget the timelines get blurred sometimes. Because I remember now that I think about it, I remember you being on uh V103 in Atlanta because I was living in Atlanta around that time. So there's certain things I'm like damn I forgot Joe was yeah he was yeah. on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with 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 that being said, like how have Joe Clear been able to just pivot You know, like, where does that come from? Because it takes a lot in this game to still be here and still be relevant. Gotta eat, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that, I gotta eat.
1: I gotta eat eat, and I gotta be happy. No doubt. I refuse to not be happy with my life. I
0: refuse.
1: And one of the things that I saw was how much people complained about their jobs. The Mm. career that they go and chase down they would complain about it the whole time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I, I refuse to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm saying say going 80%.
1: Find, they I'm say- gonna go find things that I that I like doing. I like doing radio. Yeah, I like yeah. when I was acting in them commercials and shit. I like acting, I like that. It was, it was, they paid me. I was like, they paid they're gonna pay me for this shit. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Trade in your breakfast for a Dan and Frugian smoothie. Y'all gonna <laughs> pay me for that shit. Cool. Um, yeah. I love doing stand-ups. Yeah. um radio uh you know appearances or even when i you know the work i do with the youth and all that. i love doing those things yeah, so yeah. that's how i you know from what it looks like from the outside it look like i'm pivoting i'm just doing things that interest me yeah. that i can can do hopefully well yeah and and i like to keep the heat and the lights on
0: no doubt no and i doubt. like
1: nice shit now now nice
0: now, now. speaking of nice shit um, you recently have gotten into uh real estate yeah. and this, this is something that I'm heavily interested in, you know, especially you've been hearing a lot of these fake gurus and a lot of this different talk from different guys who don't really know what they talk about when it comes to this real estate. But I've been watching you and you are, you don't just talk it, you walk it. Yeah. So what got you into real estate?
1: Shit. Bro. Partner of mine who's done well in real estate was like, look, nigga, one day you're going to be tired of telling them jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna want to walk to the mailbox, and you are gonna want to own some property. That's what a, that's what a smart man does to take care of his family and his future. No doubt. I like, okay, I hear you. And when I did that, I thought I was just gonna get into flipping, but I saw an opportunity to to impact our community. Um, you know, we watching our neighborhoods get uh, gentrified, gentrified. And torn yeah. apart, and yeah. moved out, and so on and so forth. And, the, mm-hmm. and and it, the cycle is a slow one. Yeah. Like gentr- people think that gentrification happens over, you know, three five years. Gentrification, oh no. Gentrification takes twenty and thirty years. Yeah. yeah.
0: I tell you know, people all the time this shit was planned. This shit like, was Right going now, on. a lot of it's a
1: playing. lot of people are blaming Muriel Bowser for for gentrification, and I'm like, if you only knew that the plans for these buildings started
0: twenty five years ago. Man, they started after the the the, the King riots. Right. The, the they knew it was like, man, we gonna, get, they, we gonna get the city back. We gonna get the city back. You
1: know what I mean? The the the, the plans for that started yeah. so long ago. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. they Muriel Bowser moved. I'm like, do y'all realize that the, the Muriel Bowser can't stop billions of dollars?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: nothing she... If, if a developer has put 10 years into being able to break ground mm-hmm. on something he's gonna make...
0: A mm-hmm. billion
1: dollars of for him and his family over the next twenty. Ain't years. N- nobody
0: can do to stop it.
1: You think that woman's gonna be able to stop it? She might be able to hold it up. <laughs> she might be able to put some some caveats in there. Yeah, yeah. She'll be able to stop it. It's the same, and it's and that's in every city.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not that's just in America. Yeah.
1: Hold on, not just in America. That's globally.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: gentrification is a, is something that happens around the globe. It's a global phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. We, with our feet on the ground right here, see that, you know, somebody's grandmother house got turned into a a, a million-dollar condo down the street, and we want not blame the people right here. But you don't know that the guy who built that condo, he started the, the, the plans and all that shit had to start five years ago. Right. Yeah. before she even got in before any people sitting on the council was even involved
0: Hey, hold up hold up joe let's not forget this let's not forget this it takes the person that that owns that house to sell it too. we don't want to talk about that we make it seem like Bro,
1: and so that's the part that i'm interested in because there are some predatory things that happen
0: Bro, i was one i want to get it but go I ahead say, i want you to talk about that go ahead you know <laughs> there,
1: there, there's been some there's some things let's say this guy wants that piece let's let's Let's, not, let's say it's me and you. Okay. We done put our money together and our plans together, and we see that we can build this building and make money that's going to take care of our family for the rest of our. It's going to take care of my life, my children's life, and my grandkids' life.
0: Let's talk about it. Come on. Right? Yeah.
1: The only thing holding it up is that lady in that house right there. I need that house so that I can knock it down and build some new shit. Talk about it. Right? And I keep sending letters saying, please sell me the house. 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 And y'all like, nah, 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 Right? Now let's say me is, now this me and you talk at some point you might, you might consider doing something nefarious. Mm. You might consider, okay, listen, can get the nephew who's not paying the taxes to sign this piece of paper, we on our way. Because we already took care of all the other stuff with the city, the permits, the and and, and the and the, the, the feds, and all that other stuff. The one thing holding us up, and all I gotta do is get the nephew to sign. It. Right? Mm. And it's going and it's gonna net me five million dollars. For all the black people listening, how quick would you consider doing something like that? Now, I say that saying, remember, we sold crack to each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I seen how quick brothers and sisters are turn their back on each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, switch up. Yeah, we yeah. we yeah. switch our ideals up with the quick fact.
0: Mm-hmm. Morals right? and principles go out the window.
1: Quick. So for me, I get to be a guy with his feet on the ground who gets to talk to the nephew who might sell and be like, whoa, 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 before you sell, see if you can buy into this project that they about to be. See if you can get you and your family part of that $5 million. Yeah,
0: would it get some equity?
1: Can you, well, not even the equity because they are gonna knock this house down, right? But maybe, Maybe if if we this is what I learned about business. They put their pants on the same as you and I, right?
0: Right, right.
2: They
1: just have some knowledge that we don't have. So if I have that knowledge, maybe I can play ball with them. Right? So for me, maybe I'm idealistic, but I'm like, if I can get to the nephew, maybe I could talk the nephew into listen, I know the developer, I know the lender. I know the permits he had to pull everything. Mm. Instead of you, so they want your house. They need your house to get five million dollars. What can you get from him that's of value for you and your family? Maybe you can become part owner of this new. That's what. I, yeah, yeah. Condo. Right. Maybe you can be part of the the uh 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 what they call not the economic development team but the community development team that benefits for you and your family and your kids and they next kids from that one house. Right. However, 9 times out of 10, we haven't done the we don't have that knowledge. We don't we're not privy to that information. Right. And so we don't so I'm that guy. I'm hoping to be that guy to give you some of this knowledge. Mm-hmm. You might be able to play ball in a different way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The sad part about it is when I when I suggest that to people, they look at me like I'm crazy. They say, man the fuck man. what? nah, okay, nah. So, I, I, think I,
0: I, I think it's because of the process. And when if people want they want shit like this. Exactly. And oh, we've been conditioned
1: to 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 not go deeper, to not right. we, we tend to stay on the surface levels of most things right. and feel like everybody's out to trick you. They feel like i'm a, oh joe you working with them i don't know these motherfuckers right i don't yeah. I, I don't have nothing to do with this dude yeah, you yeah. came to me
0: nah you legit you legit because that's how i reached out to you i reached right. out to you through. through <laughs> you know what i mean through the, through, through the real estate you know what i'm saying
1: so maybe you can say maybe you can save grandma a house Yeah. or maybe you can do something in that that will benefit you and your family in the way that your grandmother and grandfather wanted to do for you and your family they yeah. wanted they bought those houses to take care of generation
2: right, right so now
1: that this developer's coming along maybe you can play ball with the developer to take care of generation mm. i have a i have a property in fort lauderdale florida is this it's the house that my father grew up in okay and if my grandfather had purchased it and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i'm sure yes. when he purchased it he was sitting here saying We going to hold on to this for the generations to come. I was down there two months ago, standing there like, you know what?
2: Mm.
1: Like the ghost of the ancestors is right here. Mm. So while it's difficult for me to, to hold, you know, to maintain the property. Right. So on and so forth. We had a a tenant who ain't want to pay the rent and blah, 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 blah. That's difficult. But you don't, you don't just hire like a property manager. True. I had, we had all that in place. But it was still, it still becomes financially difficult. Um, You know, it takes energy to be able to even talk to the property manager. That's still energy. Time out your month. Time out your day, your week, to make sure that you're doing the right things. Mm -hmm. But everything for us has been difficult. That's true. Can you imagine what it was like for him to be able to buy this motherfucker? As a black man? As a black man? Yeah, yeah. So now. and so now I'm looking to develop it right now. There's a development across the street, brand new apartments. It's another development across the street. Some, some like low level condos. Right. right across the street. So I'm like, oh, so the ancestors have, have delivered me because now I have the knowledge that the developers got, gotcha. I know real estate game. Hmm. I know that I know the transaction gonna go this way and that way. Mm-hmm. I have access to funds. I don't got the money myself, but I have. I know how to go find the money.
2: Right. Yeah. You feel
1: what I'm saying? I know how to put a deal together no to get this development done and take care of the generations, like they say. Mm. See what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. I took the yeah. time to do that. You should. I mean, seen. I feel like you I feel like if we not- was able to do that. 1500 years ago with like black wall street and you know different uh communities back then man we should we do it should, now yeah we, oh. no, no, we shouldn't no. have no problem now It's more opportunities
1: it still happens right now do y'all know right here in washington dc that some of the biggest developers and developments are young or not young but black men
0: blue sky construction oh i see that i see that, you all see the that time. everywhere right yeah, i see that all the time
1: that's my man, Scotty from 7th and T. Try This is nice. a brother from 7th and T. He might be a year or two in front of me.
0: Yeah, So yeah. he
1: came through all that same shit like everybody else.
0: Stephen Taylor.
1: And now he's sitting here building. Yeah, yeah. The city. Not just, not just grandma house, he's building the city. Mm. And everybody's sitting there saying, oh, these the these white people come, nah. Y'all just not paying attention to the game. Right. We paid attention to <laughs> conspiracy theories,
2: <laughs>
1: getting caught up in our emotions, not yeah. being rational, and not <laughs> getting down to the surface of what the fuck is
0: going no on. Now, now look, now look. With that being said, because I'm not, I don't have any pushback on anything that you're saying. But to anybody who want to get into real estate, what would be some of the first steps you you would you would suggest to them? You you hear about all this financial literacy and you hear about you know you hear about crypto, you hear about real estate, you hear about this, that, but what you do?
1: Get a license. I went and got my real estate license at Montgomery Community College. You understand me? It was a seven-week course, two nights a week for four hours. Boom. Then I had my real estate license. I was a realtor. There was no special sauce. There's no Secret nothing. Right. Get busy. Stop yeah. overthinking it. Get busy. Right. Let me ask you this: <laughs> If I said, "Hey man, uh if I wanted to sell weed, what are some of the first things I need to do?" You be like, "Nigga, you need to go get some weed." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right, right, right.
1: If I want to sell, if I want to sell some, <laughs> some, if I want to move cocaine, what I got to nigga go <laughs> get some cocaine, start selling. It's the same yeah. with anything yeah. else out here on the
0: planet. I got you. I got you.
1: We can make it more difficult if we like to, but yeah. the fundamentals are get busy. My man yeah. told me, listen, you want to take care of your family for the future? Get into real estate. Yeah. He suggested before I start trying to flip homes and shit like that to go get a license. I went and got a license. The rest is history. And I'm not no. the smartest motherfucker in the world. I graduated from Morgan State with a 2.5 GPA. And I had to bring that up from a goddamn 1.9. Damn. It's not. This is. I'm. It's yeah, not. It's not rocket science. Not at all.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. common sense. mostly. Yeah. Now, would, would you say? Would you say it's easier to you know, to 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 wholesale, to to wholesale, or you know, like flipping? What you think is you know? Because I'm, I'm hearing I'm, that they're putting gonna, some I'm, restrictions. I'm, her, I'm, her, I'm here. I'm here lately. Like they kind of putting some restrictions as far as like wholesaling now.
1: I've never, I've, I've never done a wholesale deal, but I do know guys who have who have done that and it have been extremely successful. At the same time, I know guys who, uh, I know guys who wholesale right now who are extremely successful, and I know guys who tried to wholesale who are complete failures at. it. I know guys who flip and who have been flipping for twenty and twenty-five years who are extremely successful at it. I know other guys who lost their shirt. Um. And this is through all the regulations and through yeah. all the changes and everything yeah. else. That's not that that's it had those things have really don't have any bearing on what you ultimately are going to do. If when I sat out to become a comedian, right? I sat out to become a successful comedian, right? So I'm going to do what it does, what it takes to become yeah. a successful exactly. comedian. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't
1: care what the restrictions are. No doubt. At one point they were saying, you know, guys who come from Deaf Comedy Jam can't make it. And then Bernie Mac got a goddamn sitcom.
0: Yeah. Uh, Martin
1: yeah. Lewis was became one of the biggest movies. 20 million dollars a picture.
0: No Mike doubt. Epps, I no ain't
1: killing them. Cat yeah. Williams is selling out arenas. Kevin yeah. Hart is yeah. through yeah. the roof. Yeah. Even though they still saying that, you know, they i mean, they say they still say mainstream comedy and leave urban comedy over here. Meanwhile, yeah. Cat Williams make more money than 95, 98, 99% of all the mainstream comedians on the planet. Mm. Can't know, there's the name of comedian right now bigger than Kevin Hart. None. Money-wise.
0: None, none. None.
1: Dave Chappelle, who's fucking with him?
0: None,
2: nobody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so,
1: so if any, if you could take, if anybody, if anybody who sees this can take away anything, there's a lot of extra shit to get to distract you from what you really need to be on. But everything mm-hmm. in life just comes down to the fundamental shit, man. Mm-hmm. One plus one still equal two. Two plus two still equal four. If you, okay. can, if you can do the one and one, I bet you can do the two and two. And you might even be able to do the four and four the eight and the eight the 16 and the 16 the 32 the
0: 30 you, you right right you
1: know what i'm saying right it's is it, it i'm telling you I'm
0: now sitting, are you are you are you part of like a, a realty group or like what is your realty group
1: i work with a sister named share castillo i'm on the share castillo team and okay. we are with the mcinerney associate yeah, plug, plug that plug that uh I'm, I'm with mcinerney associates mcinerney is sort of a boutique uh, there we um, go! Right there! Right there! There we go! Yep, a boutique, um, uh, uh, uh real estate brokerage, um, okay. and that's that's what I'm doing right now, um, okay. and, but then I still do deals with you know I still do seminars and stuff around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I work with guys uh in in different markets: Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, Cali, Chicago, yeah, yeah. Okay. and. I'm telling you, there's no secret sauce. The city, there is some... You know what? Let me take that back. There is some secret sauce. And it's What's called that? confidence and belief in self.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's
1: called belief in self. And if you believe that you're worthy of the life that you want, you will go and get it. No doubt. The no. only time people don't have the life they want is when they start not believing that they deserve that deep down in their core. Right. Right. They feel like I deserve this funky-ass career. Yeah. Your subconscious is sitting there telling you, you deserve this funky-ass career. You fed that to your subconscious.
0: Right, right.
1: But in in the real, if you believe it, you better go get it.
0: I know, that's right. I'm I'm sitting (laughs) here
1: in Bowie. The house that I'm in right now that I'm raising my kids in is a renovation. Yeah. We renovated this home. Saved myself a million dollars and got a bomb-ass crib.
0: What are we talking about? Four, five, six bedrooms?
1: Nah, just four. It's it's me, my wife, two kids. Okay. I don't, I had I got a house. the The house that we were living in in Atlanta was a five bedroom home. You know, big old oh, big ass house, right? Yeah, yeah. But we didn't use all that fucking house.
0: Yeah, you get. Ma- I lived in Atlanta. You get more bang for your buck in Atlanta. But,
1: but but let me say this: I had a living room and a dining room that I never used. Yeah. What part of Atlanta was you saying? Alpharetta room? or what? I went into the down room on Thanksgiving and Christmas.
0: <laughs> what part of Atlanta did you live at? It's Outside, like, Camp Creek. Oh, shit. Right okay. off of button Road. I know exactly where that's at.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. How many people right now are paying for a, a basement that they own you?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: unfinished. Yeah. You just, you just put boxes and shit down in. Yeah that's that you paying for that every motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. oh I need a two car garage yeah storage for your car that you paying for keep
0: it, keep it up with the Joneses keeping up with the Joneses you know I call I call Jones a lot of people like that uh how they, they uh house poor
1: and the Joneses sitting there looking at you like these motherfuckers dumb as shit <laughs> but they could come over here and this how they could be like man nah, I don't want this shit yeah but think about it. how many of us have you know guest rooms we never go into Yeah. That we paying for. Do you pay? You got to not only did you pay for that, the the physical part, you got to pay for the electricity in that motherfucker year after year after year after year. Let's just Mm -hmm. say that one room, let's say the room that you don't use your the the living room that you never go sit in. Right. Let's say you could take the living room out of the house and it's a separate thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And you paying the electricity on that joint every day.
0: Mm, now people you forget about the, the electricity.
1: Heat, you, you paying the heat on that joint every yeah, day.
0: Yeah, you You yeah. paying
1: the maintenance on that joint every day, and you never use it.
0: So, well, okay, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. So that's my thing. So, what do you think about this? Like, my thing is, I want to buy, I want to purchase like some uh, like duplexes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I live in one, and then I rent out the other one. You know what I'm saying? So, what the do you feel car. about? You know, I think I think that's one of what I think that's one of the biggest. Kept secrets in real estate, you know, especially people who want to just get get started. That's one of the things that I'm about to invest in myself.
1: It's a very smart move. It's a very, very smart move. But the smartest part about that move is the mindset that you had to adopt to get there. It's not necessarily the physical building. The smartest thing is the mindset that you had because that mindset is going to play out throughout your whole life. You're gonna buy if you if you sit there and say, okay, I'm gonna get this duplex, have somebody live in one, and now they paying for me and I'm making some money. You and when you go to the car dealership, you're gonna be like, nah, I don't, I don't need the I don't need the to top of the line when this one performed just as good.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a Range Rover. <laughs> I had a Range Rover. And one day I was in my Range Rover and I felt dumbed in a motherfucker. <laughs> Because the, the 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 light came on to get service. Yeah. A lady looked at me in the in the Range Rover and she didn't do nothing special. Like, look at this nigga in the Range Rover. She was like, yeah. nigga another nigga in the Range Rover. Exactly. And I was like, why am I in this Range Rover? Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I was doing endorsements for Sport Honda of Silver Spring on the radio. And they mm-hmm. said, We'll give you a car. We'll give you a Honda Accord. If you read just for reading our commercial
0: man what and
1: shit. i was sitting there trying to trying to keep up with her and look special yeah, this yeah. Man,
0: fuck this <laughs> road. that's man, how i feel like the older i get the older i get the more i care about I like, shit fuck like this car. yeah
1: fuck this guy yes if you catch me now you'll see me ride around town right now in my honda called happy as could be
2: yeah yeah you
1: feel me yeah. plus with that, but my mindset changed. So I I have the Honda Accord. I have properties throughout the country. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt, no doubt. I have a portfolio of real estate. I have businesses that uh I, I, I've started and, and are becoming are coming into fruition to, to give me some more income.
0: Nope, make no me doubt. more
1: financially sound.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm in my Honda Accord.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah that's what they, what they call honda, that uh passive passive income
1: and my honda accord that i'm driving in america is better than 99 of all the cars on the planet oh yeah honda core
0: is beneficial everybody know that
1: but, but but think about it when you go to when you go to when you go out the country when you go to caribbean you don't see nobody with a top of the line honda Accord. they got a honda core yeah but that's like the you you might see one you're gonna see for go 17
0: Honda Civics. But look, you know what the, the crazy thing we talk about Hondas is like you go in neighborhoods like uh, Great Falls or uh, what's it called? Um, McLean. McLean. And you will see big ass houses, mini mansions and shit. And you will see Honda Accords. You'll see Saddens, But then you go in the hood and you go around, you know, Glen Otter and shit and you see Benzes and you see Porsches and shit. But it's apartments.
1: It tells you a lot, brother.
0: That's all I'm saying. I gotta run, Jack. it been it's it been a pleasure. Hey, look, before we get up out of here, Joe, what you what you got going on next, man? You know, I know you got the um you got a um a comedy show coming up. So talk about it a little bit. Real quick, I know we gotta go, yep. but before I we gotta, get up out of here, I would love uh, for you to uh, talk about a, that.
1: There's a fundraiser I'm doing uh this weekend, the 25th. I don't know when this is going to end, but the 25th, next week. I'm, um, I'm here and then um uh, uh, I'm, where's, I'm, it, I'm, at? I'm, where's I'm, it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Uh, it's, it's for, it's for a school. I don't even have the information. Legend
0: school. The school, legend, legend school. Yeah.
1: Legend school. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank my, you. my, 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 uh, my, my girlfriend, her
0: kids go to that school. That's why I know Legends
1: charter. I had that coming up and then I'm bringing back the Joe clan Friends show. I used to do up at Bethesda gotcha. uh, blues and jazz that's coming back, but I'm doing it in uh Prince George's County at the, uh, at the Bowie center for performing arts. Okay. Um, I'm bringing that back. Uh, I have, I I got a ton of other things, like the music project. I have some television projects in development right now. No doubt, no doubt. Um, You know, I own and operate the Percolator Coffee Company. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) See? Yeah, yeah. There we
1: go. Because it's time for the Percolator.
0: Time for the Percolator, (laughs) Saddam. All right.
1: And, um, you know, that's what I got going on. Check me out. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and IG. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube live every morning, 9 a.m.
0: 9 a.m., no doubt, no doubt. Well, look, Joe, it's been an honor having you on the Bridging the Generation podcast. Thank you, brother. Thank you for all your contributions to the culture. I look forward to seeing more great things from you. And, uh, you know, you got anything to say before we get up out of here?
1: Yeah, man, just think about your mindset, man. While you're here on the planet, think about your mindset and how you can uh, open yourself up to other possibilities than what you've been handed by no people who have a limited mindset.
0: No doubt. No doubt. All right. I'm Malak Henri. You're watching the Bridging the Generation podcast. We got the one, the only, Joe cleasy Joe clear signing out. Have a good night. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. No doubt.